This episode is brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, Good Buds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com and for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Ethan coming at you live from the True You HQ. This is the 29th episode of the True You podcast. True You is an outlet for people to discover their inner greatness and what it takes to become the best version of themselves. These are real-life conversations with amazing people and the only intention being to add value to our listeners. On this episode, we have Miss Jen Wells-Q on with us. Jen has lived, worked, and traveled across four continents and 45 countries, and she's accumulated multiple stories of courage, resilience, and creativity. She is an executive coach, yoga teacher, and diversity trainer. Her mission is to help young professionals mindfully create their vision for the impact they want to have on the world and then generate strategies to get there faster. Her vision is for a world that does not just offer equal opportunity, but equal access to opportunity. And she is particularly passionate about creating change for women and refugees. Miss Jen. Hi, Ethan. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you here. Um, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for taking time on your morning. Absolutely. What a great way to, to spend the morning. It's a little bit later for me. I'm down in Mexico for a week, so I've got my coffee and I'm ready to go. I never know where you're at. You're always moving. Um, <laughs> where were you? Yeah, you, you were down there a few days ago. I think we talked on our Zoom and you were down mm-hmm. there. I came down. Yeah, I came down just for a week, get a, a bit of a reset, start to step outside my life a little bit, quiet the noise and be able to reflect on where I am, where I want to be going. And so going somewhere new always helps me with stimulation, inspiration and quieting some of the the noise of the day to day so that I can slow things down and, and get a big picture look. I love that. Um, let's get right into it. That's actually part of what I wanted to to talk to you about is your experience. I mean, you've been, I can't keep track of where you're at. Um, you've been to four continents, 45 countries. Um, just the experience, I, I can relate on a miniature scale, like within our the, the walls of the US, I can relate to the travel and the experience. And I love how when I do that, it, it, it does stimulate me. I completely agree. And I get that like bird's eye view perspective and worldly view of life rather than that channeled direct what I'm in like that. Like when I'm home in LA, I'm I'm more confined in my vision. I feel than when I'm out. So I completely see that I can relate to that. I'm wondering like your experience 
being all over the place <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, like what, so what are some takeaways from that? What is that? Um, shown you about life? What's, what have you learned from that? Mm. The, the breadth of travel, I think, has shown me that there's so much, there are so many similarities between people and places, much more so than, than you might anticipate, thinking about how different on the surface it may seem to go from China to Egypt to Mexico, completely different languages and cultures and histories. And yet the the experience that I've had with the people, when I look at it through that lens, has been so similar. Hospitality, friendliness, new connections, the the unknown of going to a new place, especially when you travel alone, that opens up opportunity to meet new people and have experiences that, that you wouldn't normally have. And encountering kindness and generosity in, in all of these places. I think those are the stories that I take away are when people offer kindness, offer welcoming, sharing of their home and their culture. And that I've found to be universal wherever I've gone. And that I'm sure has had an impact on your vision and what you are looking to create out of your life being all over and taking away um, those experiences within those different cultures. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And that's been very much a part of my journey into coaching, which uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk a little bit about. Should I should I share how I got into coaching? You take the wheel, sister. Yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I was doing work in, in women's rights. So I was working in international humanitarian development, international NGOs in New York, and then out of China working on anti-sex trafficking programming and partnership development across the region and beginning to establish a presence there for the organization that I was working with. And a lot of questions began to come up, especially, you know, thinking about career trajectory. How do I get where I want to go? If I want to be a director, if I want to run a nonprofit, if I want to work on these problems, what are the ways to get there? And so a lot of the questions that I was asking were very much, here's where I am, how do I move forward from here, sort of with the end in mind? So, okay, do I go to law school? Do I do an unpaid internship with the UN in order to get my foot in the door to start to build relationships? Do I get a field assignment in a quote hardship location that will be less competitive than trying to go to Geneva or to New York where everyone wants to go. So these are the questions that were coming up around how do I scale my impact within women's rights uh, within the refugee uh, issue area. And so working with a coach, uh, I ended up meeting my coach kind of randomly at an apartment party that uh, apparently I was hosting (laughs) and uh, friends of friends and met uh, Chris North, who's a coach at our firm, and ended up reconnecting with him via Instagram a year later because he was offering a free coaching session. So it was small connection, um, sowing seeds, and then over time popped back up onto my Instagram feed when I was living in China. By that point, I moved from New York to Beijing to do my master's degree, saw an opportunity for a free coaching session, and who doesn't love free things? So I was like, yes, absolutely, sign me up. And ended up working with him for the next year or so and completely shifted the trajectory of my career, of my life, where I was living. Ended up moving to four different countries over the time that we were working together as I explored these questions specifically around impact. So I think the question that I was, the predominant question I was asking myself at the time was, how do I become a director in my nonprofit? 
maybe a different nonprofit. That's sort of the, the extent of the realm of possibility. And over the course of coaching together, those questions shifted to what is it that I care about? What is the impact I want to have in the world? Take away the position description and the constructs of NGOs and what I think is available to me and start from the end in mind. What is the impact I want to have? So if I wanted to work on anti-sex trafficking, if I wanted to work with refugees, how do I do that? <laughs> so that took me to South Africa, to Egypt, almost to Greece, and then COVID happened, ended up back in the US. Uh, but I continued to ask this question around impact. How do I want to have impact and how can I do it in a way that fits my life, my passion? So a lot of models for NGO work or for impact are very much community embedded. So you go to one place, work with that community, which, which is, is so important to have um, feet on the ground. So the NGO I was working at previously worked with community partners uh, and then advocated on their behalf at an international or, or regional level. So I, I was trying to find something that bridged being in locally, but still be geographically flexible because um, as, as you read off in my bio, I tend to move around a lot and, and want to be able to work with different people. And that's how coaching came in. I saw that it was a tool that could be used in any place in the world with different people across cultures. It allows me to work remotely and, and scale my impact at com a completely self-determined speed. I'm not dependent on um, climbing the ladder at an international organization or paying my dues or going to law school so that people yeah. perceive authority because I've done the right steps. Coaching really opens up all of those doors. Yeah, it offers you that freedom and that flexibility. I that's that's one big piece as a coach that I I really really enjoy. That's a big value of mine in that space because if I didn't have freedom, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that I want to do outside of coaching and that uh, and other visions. Um, I love your story. That's incredible. It's it's interesting how we came together through Chris North to um, our bougie coach. We love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. We give him, we give him crap, but he, uh, he's great. And the firm is amazing. And, and you learn so much. And I, I feel like, you know, for coaching, um, it, it just, the transformation you see in people, the creation of a vision and then the getting uncomfortable and, and moving past like outside of your intuitive fence, like really um, creating the, the life that you are that you can design that's worth living that has the most mm. abundance the most impact like that's it's so empowering being in that space um i like the vision talk that we're on and i like how you guys started with what type of an impact do you want to make is there like is that a question you commonly use like in the vision space like a discussion with a, a potential client or or a coach like is that like what what impact you like is there other like stimulating questions around vision for people that may be like what what is my vision yeah it's such a fun conversation it's it's the first conversation i'll have with with a new client because i want to know what it's all for right if we start with the day-to-day -day stuff of i don't like my manager or i want a promotion or i have this idea that's excellent and i want to know what that would take you toward that's that's going to be the driving force of whether it's successful or not because uh if there's no vision attached to it it's just uh, 
something you're trying out, but when it gets hard, it's going to be a lot harder to, to push through if there's not, if it's not attached to a bigger vision. So I find these conversations so fun because people get excited and seeing that energy in people's eyes and like in the physical body, like a, a vertical buoyancy that, that you can see take over. So uh, it's a really fun one. I, I like to ask people around what they want to be remembered for or what they want to be known for. So if you were writing your own bio, your own description, your own Wikipedia page, what is it that people want to know you for? Uh-huh. And start from there and then and then see what that opens up. And oftentimes people have people know. Uh, I think there's a lot of fear of I don't know what I want to do. People have a good idea. There's that latent dream or vision or something that maybe needs some refinement. But I find more often than not, people have an idea of what it is that that they want to try at least yeah they got to give themselves more credit there they have more inside of them than they i mean we all do we have more inside of us than we we oftentimes give ourselves credit for um Mm -hmm. and those questions those are such powerful questions like what do you want to be known for what do you want to be remembered for you know the impact question it 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 makes you like, those are like, I, I think um, Amanda mentioned it the other day. Like I've been using this phrase, hot tub questions. That's what I call Ooh. it. He's like the, the, <laughs> questions that, the questions that you answer to not questions that you answer. So like, that's, that was a big shift for me was like, okay, like um, I, and a lot of, oftentimes I see that clients are, are responding too quickly too. And it's like, let's answer to this. Let's not answer it. So like, let's sit in the hot tub with the question. Mm. Let's, 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 there's no right or wrong answer. Let's play with it. I really like yeah. that. That's such a cool metaphor. And really yeah, I think it was Amanda. Down. So I'm not going to steal that. I think that okay. that <laughs> is Amanda's. So she can trademark that, but I am using it. So she, she, I don't need her approval. I'm using it. It's yeah, only going to yeah. help everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's powerful. Like questions are so powerful. And that's often what, what I relate to like being or holding a good coaching space for somebody is to be a professional question asker and to, I mean, catch on to the patterns and the language, but then to, to know when to ask the right questions. Um, mm-hmm. You do so well at that, like on our coach up calls, I, I, I admire you know, you're, you're, uh, I can see the look in your eyes on zoom that you got something clicking up there. You're ready to pop a question <laughs> off. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that like now in your space, like you, you've been working on too, not only with coaching, but with, um, I guess, larger visions that are inclusive to more people with like the women's, uh, groups that you're holding and, I know you in your bio, you're particularly passionate about creating change for women and refugees. Can you speak on that for a little bit? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So I, my, my background is largely in women's rights. So I did my undergrad and my graduate studies in women's rights. I was working for an international women's rights NGO. And when I transitioned into coaching, that's very much been uh, a passion and a priority that I want to carry over with me. And so I've done that by creating women's groups. So uh, bridging coaching with community. And I found that during, during the pandemic, especially, but in general, there's a desire for community among women to share resources, knowledge, mentorship, and figuring out how to, how to do that. Uh, A lot of companies have women's networking or professional development. It can still feel quite sterile a lot of times. So 
my my goal has been to create a space for women to share vulnerably, which which coaching uh, asks of people to be vulnerable to uh, to share desires, fears, challenges, and do that in in a space of women who are there with you and for you. Uh, and I think both of those, not just with you in it, but for you, wanting you to succeed uh, and, and being able to share that. So bridging those two together. And and then on a larger level, this has been a lot of conversation I've been having around how do I how do I do what I said I was going to do in scaling impact via coaching? And so uh, that's something I'm exploring now. Of Does it mean that I'm coaching people in the nonprofit sector so that I am supporting them in scaling their growth, their impact, their efficacy, and and if so, which industries, which areas of the world do I want to start in, and and how to grow from there. But I think that bridging coaching with community is, is a key component of that because it it lowers the barrier to entry when people see the community component. There's more of a desire because coaching. I'm sure as we've all noticed, like the coaching industry has exploded in recent years, which is great because there's more awareness of it, but can also be challenging because there may also be more skepticism of what it is. It's a, a very quickly growing industry. Uh, so knowing not just that it exists, but how to use it, how to interact with it and building in a community component, I found really useful, especially for women uh, to be able to seek out that space and, and gain value from it. Yeah, I love that. Um the community and that's like a larger than life vision of yourself. Like that's creating like, like using coaching as a tool for an individual is really empowering, but when you can hold a space where there's energy and there's a group, uh, you know, a togetherness atmosphere that like, can that, that raises all ships. I feel that really, that, that I love the impact that you're creating through your vision in that space. And it sounds like just trying on different hats, you know, mm-hmm. seeing what, what works and what doesn't. And that's totally fine. And that's a lot. I feel like that people with any vision um, beginning will end up doing, you know, and you may find out that, that some hats, maybe fedora is your look. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you got to <laughs> take, maybe you got to take off the, the snapback and pop on a fedora <laughs> to get to your vision. I don't know, but we try on, try on different hats and that like you're talking about strategizing right now. And Mm -hmm. that like is such a huge, that's the follow up to the vision. And that's the one where it gets like the gap. Okay. Well, what are we going to do here? (laughs) Yeah. And that's where it gets fun too, because that's the action phase of coaching. That's like, okay, now we're, we're out here. We're moving. This is like the, the vision is the beautiful foundation to the skyscraper you can build. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to you got to do that first. But um, the strategy is really where it gets interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. How, how have you approached the strategy component of coaching and, and building out? Yeah, um, I, I think that the word strengths comes to me, like focusing on what you're strong at. And, and but I, I also. um will always ask what actions are in alignment with your vision and seeing what comes like, there's a lot of hot tub questions that come in after the hot tub question of the Mm -hmm. vision itself. Like then it's, it's asking questions and getting curious around, you know, it could be different for everybody. Um, And there may be some pieces of the strategy that you're just not uh, fit for that may 
or that you just don't have the desire to to take on that may involve other people that you may have to be more inclusive and i mean it's it's really about like the individual and getting really curious around what it is that they're um able to do willing to do and uh and just asking those hot tub questions around the gap Mm. the the gaps of like the gap is what we call between current reality and the vision so when we're talking about that just for context that's that's the the uh the the filling in that space and working out okay well what what do we got to do to get here what do we got to do to get there what do we got to do to get past that but and there's i often it's often that we don't get it right right away and that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no like it's it's just adjusting you know and um kfc know what you want find out how to get it and then change your approach until you get it right Mm -hmm. um that's that's something that we've spoken on before too but yeah it's a it's a beautiful um disarray of (laughs) like action and and uh like um it's it's not perfect it's just us working on getting a little bit better every day Mm -hmm. you know yeah i i love that that there's no there's no one right answer (laughs) uh which i think is for sure for me like i want to unlock the system or hack the system what is the way to solve this problem whatever it is i'm facing and slowing it down and and viewing it as there's no one right answer what is the strategy i want to try what's going to work for me with my life or my skills uh and then and then experimenting so i really like that yeah progress yeah progress over perfection or growth over perfection Mm -hmm. and like perfection would be a, sh- a shitty life to be perfect yes. <laughs> having everything figured out it would we got be it all figured out too <laughs> yeah like that's no don't sign me up for that i don't want that i want to get a little bit better i want to and enjoy the ride mm-hmm. it, like people put a lot of pressure on themselves it shows up in a lot of conversations that i have with people like how much pressure is is being put on yourself and it makes it really difficult to be one with the vision when you have this pressure on yourself for sure um yeah yeah that's uh it's interesting i love what we're chatting about um what's the uh vision for i guess well right now we're going through novus global together and we're creating you know um a coaching space for people that's really exciting um is there anything else in the the coaching space that you'd like to hit on? Anything that's like striking you as valuable that you'd like the audience to hear? Ooh, uh, yes. Within coaching, um, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing, especially for people for whom coaching is a a, a new concept or or don't have personal experience with. I love the metaphor that a lot of people at Novus use around coaching being like going to the gym where you got to lift the weights and it's not a a one and done thing. Let me get this taken care of. Let me fix my life and and be done with it. And then I'm good again. But it's like going to the gym. It keeps your mind fit. You're asking questions that will always create value. Uh, whatever the answer is to have asked the question creates value and to bring that level of awareness and conscientiousness 
throughout your life and incorporated into the journey, which is where for me, so having a, a background in yoga and meditation and thinking about holistic health to bring that that conscientiousness in uh, is, is so powerful and to slow things down and, and be aware of where we are, what we're up to, because <laughs> we're all we're all working towards something. And whether it's intentional, uh, you know, being at this job or uh, in a relationship or living in a place that's taking us somewhere and to be conscious of where it is that it's taking us and is that where we want to be heading. Um, so I, I love this idea of going to the gym and it's uh, something to keep up with your health, the way we maintain our physical health or spiritual health. It's the dedication, consistency um, that creates that value. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the gym analogy yeah. just is perfect. It, um, like what, like knowing how important our mind is and how powerful our mind is, isn't it interesting how people don't work out their mind and grow like not often do they but like when you do how much more abundant your life is it literally is like lifting weights the coaching experience or i mean even the little things like we're what we're doing right now or reading a book or whatever those are all forms of that but but really like putting weight on the bar mm-hmm. <laughs> in your mind like it sets yourself up to live just such a just a way more abundant life and and it definitely is something where there's no I agree. There's no end game. <laughs> it's like, there's no like, Oh, I'm, I'm coached. I'm, I'm, there. I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, um, there's always, and, but it's falling in love with the fact that there's no finish line mm. falling in love with the fact that you can continuously grow and that our capacity is so much greater than we believe it to be. Mm-hmm. Like our mind is capable of so much more than we believe it to be. Um, and, and, and just in falling in love with that, like getting a little bit better every day and learning something new and being a constant student, getting uncomfortable. Like it's just, it's amazing. It just puts you on a higher frequency and it makes life a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, which is a feeling I imagine is quite similar to actually going to the gym and working out and that that high that you get when you have challenged yourself, exerted yourself and, and doing it with the mind as well as with the body, uh, which which I also whenever I use the gym metaphor, <laughs> uh, real talk feel a little bit guilty because I'm like, I haven't actually gone to a real gym, like not the metaphor gym, but the actual gym <laughs> in a long time. And people talk about, oh, because of the pandemic, the gyms are closed. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly why I haven't gone to the gym <laughs> in like five years. <laughs> um, but yeah. all about the metaphorical yeah. gym. Meet me there. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you're not afraid to to say it too, and that admittance of like like that's that's the first step is people being vulnerable and open yeah. to this kind of stuff too. <laughs> like whatever. Like if you don't get past that, you're never gonna get anywhere. <laughs> so you got to get past that. Exactly. That part first. Hi everyone, my name is Jen. There's a lot of things. I'm afraid that of I'm, the uh, gym. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yep. yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that I've got inside that I could admit to as well for sure We're, then that's that's the beauty there's always something to work on that's why like that it, it makes life a lot better like if we we're perfect that'd be a shitty life right too um I like how you said slow things down too mm-hmm. um 
we move pretty quick through life, especially when we're in our routine and we, we find, and I, I think flow state is great, obviously like getting in to your groove and understanding your, what you're doing, but like slowing things down, I feel like for perspective mm-hmm. and for um, like, um, well, the word recovery comes to mind, but then just uh, separation from what is and being um, able to, to, yeah, just really separate yourself and understand yourself more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's a lot of what I was feeling the last couple of weeks. So I, I came out to LA mm, two months ago now, mid end of February or so, uh, initially just to visit friends for a week or two. It was a flight I booked a year ago and then COVID. So my flight credit was expiring, came out and it's been nonstop. And, and then suddenly I was thinking about staying in LA and I found myself uh, living in, uh, you know, renting a room and borrowing a friend's car. And, uh, and so wanting to slow things down and see, is that, is that the move right now? And what would the vision for staying in LA be? And, uh, and yeah, so, so I find, again, like the, the consistency of asking those questions, because as soon as you've got it figured out, <laughs> something else will come up or will change or um so just incorporating it into life versus it being a thing you've got to check off the list yeah you, you move so freely jen i i admire like the way you move like water like life <laughs> like it's like um i'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you, you know, your vision too. I'm wondering like, what, what are some values that you have? Because like it, it just related to like that, the, the way you adapt, like how do you adapt so well? Because you're in Mexico now, you've been to four continents, 45 countries, you lived all over, you've created a lifestyle that's serving you like with through coaching and through these other practices. I'm just curious, like, how you move so freely and adapt and like if there's values that you have mm. created there. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about the concept of home moving so much. What does it take to build a home? Where is home? Is it spiritual, emotional? Is it virtual? Does it need to be a physical place and finding a balance within all of those pieces? I think they're all important. I find that having a, a base to come back to is, is really important. And this is why I'm so grateful for my family and, and for my family home that I know that I have these bases where my family is. So my, my dad and my brother are, are both living in China. So having that base with my family in China, having the base where my mom is, that these are places that I feel anchored into in the world so that no matter where I am or traveling, I know that I have a, a base somewhere, which is not something that, that everyone has and not something that I take for granted. So that that gives a, a mental, emotional, spiritual anchoring in to the world despite moving around. Uh, and then practices, I think um, daily practices, uh, prayer, meditation, journaling, reflection, my yoga practice, uh, that, that ground me and give me that consistency so that no matter where I am, I'm not... I don't feel free floating because uh, I've got something I'm anchored into and relationships, I think would, would be the the third one around relationship um, for me being Christian, my relationship with God, relationship with family, relationships with friends to maintain those and know that I'm anchored in to those people um, so that it 
gives me the strength so kind of like balancing out where I'm drawing stability from I can have a little bit less stability on the geographic front because I'm pouring into stability from the, these other sources uh, of support and encouragement in my life um, and it, it allows me then to to be open or be freer when I end up in a new place to meet new people because I'm not dependent I'm not um, desperate for it I, I can appreciate it enjoy it seek it out uh, and it, it brings a an ease to it where it doesn't feel like make it or break it. I've got to make some friends because I don't know, you know, it, it makes it more enjoyable to, to be open to meeting people. And, and I always do. I, I think anyone, when you go to a new place, you put yourself out there, you're bound to meet people because everyone wants connection um, in some capacity. So you'll, you'll find those people. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Talk about a hot tub question the concept of home that's as powerful i mean you mentioned a few spaces there like uh, is it relationship is it virtual is it spiritual like that's really interesting to think about like and there are like the, in, in home like what is what is mm-hmm. home you know like what is is in like um and can you have multi like i i feel like i'm creating homes like 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 quote unquote homes or spaces of of um, well maybe comfort is the word for this but spaces of uh, where I I can relate and feel like I belong mm-hmm. um, but that um, I definitely have two homes from Minnesota and California and that's interesting to think about and like how um, virtually I don't think I've well I've met you. But I haven't met very many people yeah. in Novus, and it's a home. Yes, <laughs> it is a home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's it's a, a skill we've all built over the last year is the ability to build new friendships and and new community spaces virtually, uh, which is weird when you think about it. I've never actually met these people <laughs> or a lot of them, and yet yeah. feel deeply connected to the community that we're a part of and our you know, reciprocal growth and and joint growth very much. So. Right. They've masterfully, they've masterfully crafted a community virtually that, that I will give them. And it's, uh, it's really, well, give it to us. I mean, we're, we're all doing it. And it's, it's interesting because I never imagined myself growing up being in a virtual community. And that's, that's only going to become more relevant as we advance, like with, without the spaces outside of Novus, Mm -hmm you know, even after COVID, just because like now you can be in Mexico and you're home Mm -hmm. in a sense, there's that sense of home. Um, Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you, how do you think of home between California and Minnesota? Do you relate to them differently though? Both are, you mentioned both are home. How do do they differ Uh, for you? Well, I've got, residency in each to I guess some extent um that don't need to get into much of a backstory but I go there um now more often than um I ever have since living in California and that was a vision of mine was to spend 25 percent of my time one week out of the month on average in Minnesota and to have a reason Mm. to go there tax deductible business reasons and there's two businesses there now that, that have created the lifestyle, like allowing me to be able to be free at a greater level and flexible and have it actually serve me 
Um, and, and there it's, it's family, it's love is in the air, it's community. Mm. It's, it's where I want my impact, like your refugees and women impact. It's where I want to make the greatest, like firsthand impact that I can see because I, I have so much love for that space. Um, LA is my, um, home where I'm constantly tested running and gunning, moving around and just, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen when you turn a corner. And I love that. I love what LA has to offer, like all the resources and it's, it's abundant. So it's like the mix between the two and the balance and, and, um, they are both home, um, a hundred percent. And, and I also welcome, like, I, I want, I welcome myself to it, but I want to welcome others into not just putting a fence up on what's possible, but looking at like, how can I create a lifestyle with multiple homes with, with um, the ability to be able to be wherever, whenever doing Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, because that Mm -hmm. is possible. Impossible is impossible. Super cheesy. (laughs) Everyone's heard it, but (laughs) if you can conceptualize it, if you can conceptualize it, it can be true. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that you talked about home being the way that home is different for you between California or Minnesota and, and at different seasons, um, which I like viewing home as a fluid concept. It doesn't always have to look one way uh, for me or at different times in my life, which is, is nice. It gives a flexibility to it that you can draw value from home, even if it changes in appearance. Um, I, and that change in appearance. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I have it. a question. I, I don't know if you've probably covered this in previous. <laughs> you interview me, sister. I'm with it. I like it when people do that. Yes, this amazing. is your podcast. Yes. True Gen Podcast. <laughs> I have so many questions because you do so much. You run multiple businesses. I mean, we're in this coaching program together, joining Novus, and it's been phenomenal to work with you and learn from you. And, and you also have these whole other lives outside of Novus running multiple businesses. How do you balance all of the different things that you do? Um, it's a beautifully orchestrated chaotic schedule. Um, no, I, I thankfully Ben Thomas has been helpful with being an assistant, but organization was my biggest, um, obstacle in that space and knowing what hat to wear, when to wear it. I'm very good at being aware of who I need to be and the energy that I need to bring to each space and when I need Mm -hmm. to be in that space. The planning and the organizational piece is a piece that, um, continuously I'm growing, well, continuously growing in every aspect of that, but, um, being very present and, um, that, that, and and then looking for ways to become as efficient as possible and how to create a um, structure or a system uh, that is able to be um, in alignment with whatever your vision is. So it could be, I'm willing to spend 10 hours in this space doing this. And for me to get to my vision or what, what I want to accomplish, I need to be able to... Um, put this off or put this or ask of somebody else to lift mm-hmm. this weight, you know, and, and making sure that everybody, I mean, because it's not an I thing, it's a we thing. And for you to be able to do these multiple things or multiple hats, it's a big we thing. So you definitely have to be inclusive and be able to align visions, right. 
Um, and, and that that's, it's a constant work in progress, but it's, it's, uh, it's a ton of fun. And I, I've oftentimes I've talked with Chris about this on our calls. I'm like, man, I'm wondering if I'm that the guy that half asses 20 things. And he's like, well, mm. are you, or aren't you like, no, that I actually, I was putting that false blockade in my mind of what's possible. And no, I am able to do five things. I can do that at a, a high frequency. It's just, understanding how to strategize systemize it and be able to align visions and know when you need to be and who you need to be that like for that that person or that that experience but um it's easier said than done for sure but it's uh it's interesting yeah but i love so many things it's like i i i want to do so much yeah but and made it virtue or vice whatever it's uh there's at times that so much can be um limiting or can be uh what's the word it it can be too much (laughs) like it like at times so you need to understand what what is that Mm -hmm. sweet spot and i like to think that i've got a high sweet spot yeah i i i probably what makes chris such an excellent coach a very frustrating friend is well, I, I think this might be, I think I might have too many things going on. Well, do you or don't you? Like, no, I want, I wanted you to answer the question, <laughs> not throw it back to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's a, that's the beauty of well, coaching. Yeah. You gotta answer your own questions. Yeah. And, and then, and when you see that, like they're in, in getting a good understanding of yourself first and like my understanding of myself is that I do have, uh, a high ability to function in mm-hmm. different areas. And that's what I believe I'm capable of. And then asking those curious hot tub questions around what is like, what can this mm-hmm. look like? What obstacles are, are possible that then, then how, you know, how can I flow through this? And, and then, I mean, if you need to step back on some things or, or turn the dial up on some things, like it, it, you just figure that stuff out. But, um, I do love how this space, like that intuitive fence and like us questioning, like what is possible? Like we are capable in like creating business and creating these firsthand experiences is the same concept of what we talked about with our Mm -hmm. mind a little bit ago as being limitless. It truly is limitless. If somebody else has done something, I can do something like that too. And, and I know a lot of people that have done a lot more on this planet than I have. So I believe that to be true yeah. for me too. Yeah. And to come back to what you said earlier, which I think you phrased beautifully of, if you can imagine it, then it's possible. If you can conceptualize it in your mind, it's possible. So you knowing for yourself, like I have all of these mm-hmm. passions and I know what my capacity is and yes, uh, I can do these things is so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, interesting the mind is interesting (laughs) i love it (laughs) i love it it's like what we talk about half the time i love it though and there's so much to discover about it and its capacity and ability and all that but um let's let's look to land this plane this has been amazing (laughs) thank you Uh, 45 minutes whizzed by um yeah, let's let's leave the audience here with uh well let let's ask first where can they find you if they want to stalk you? Do you have a 
IG, a website. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, where's Instagram is the most active. Where's Jenny? W-H-E-R-E-S-J-E-N-N-Y. Where's Jenny? And I put my coaching and yoga and travel stuff all goes up there. So that's probably the best way to find me. I have a website as well. It's fairly static. Um, JenniferWellsChew.com. So there's a little bit on there. But otherwise, Instagram is is definitely the most active and where I hang out and interact with people the most. Lovely. Um, and I'm sure people will be looking you up. This was a great, great, dropped a lot of nuggets. Um, so thank you for that. Is there a message or like if you could leave something with the true you audience here um, before we part ways, what, what would you like to, to leave Ooh, them with? Fun. Uh I, I'm always curious about what is that, what is that thing? And I, I think that I, I believe everyone has it, that thing that you've been thinking about for a while that you're a little bit scared to tell anyone about that you want to try. What is that thing? Whether it's learning a new language, traveling to a place, quitting your job, starting something new, asking for a raise. What is that thing that you've been scared to tell anyone about, but you know that you want and I'm curious what it is. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear from people. What is that thing? Um, and encourage you to pick one place to say it out loud to a person, to write it in your journal, to message me on Instagram. I would love if people <laughs> DM'd me with, with that thing. What is that thing? Um, I'm encouraged. You know, so I would, I would love to invite people to identify it and say it out loud to someone uh, and, and put a little bit of weight behind it in the in the universe in the physical universe um regardless of what what happens now it's not a commitment you will definitely quit your job and do this thing now but give it some space to breathe and, and see what happens that's that's one of the best leave the audience with some things <laughs> that i've heard so thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you um well, Jen, I appreciate you. I'm sure the true audience appreciates you too. And thank you for hopping on. We will be um, talking in an hour. So I'll catch you very soon. And um, Excellent. Thank you. This again. has been so much fun. And yeah, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs>